I'm going to turn things over to the garden guru himself, Mr. Mark Weber, to start off the first full hour of Garden Talk for this Saturday. Good morning. Are you prepared? I am prepared. For what? For more Garden Talk. <laughs> no, from the sound of it, we may have more... More of those. Uh, it's not so much the snow at this point, but the wind chills. I'm getting. I'm getting a little weary of. But it's I'm preparing okay. for those too. It's okay. It's gonna give it up. You know, it's gonna give it up because today is a great day because today is actually March the second. Yes. And that means that uh, January and February are well past us, and the time to really start to get excited about spring is now. And for the next three hours, we are going to enlighten your world with lots of great information, great tips, great analysis, and more so great inspiration. I have a great garden in 2019 and beyond on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and welcome to the what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. For the next three hours, we'll be taking your calls at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. We would love to hear from you today. If you've got a question about your landscaping, if you've got a question about your trees, if you've got a question about your lawn, if you've just got questions about your indoor plants, all of that and so much more for the next three hours will be available to you as we begin this morning's broadcast. 457-1290. That'll put you right into the Master Control Studios where we're here at WHIO Radio in good old Dayton, Ohio. And no matter where you might be, if you are in New Jersey or in Guam or Indonesia, because we have listeners all over the world that listen to us uh, via the internet these days. So it's the cool part about what we do here on Garden Talk, ladies and gentlemen, is help people from all over the place. And um, if you've got a gardening question, there is a line for you. Now, how you get part of Garden Talk is by simply dialing up 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That's area code 937 That'll bring you directly into the Master Control Studios where our executive producers will be happy to take your call. You can also join us live at uh, GardenTalkBlog.com. That's GardenTalkBlog.com. That is a absolutely free website where we house pretty much all of our show prep and everything else. And uh, every week we do a little bit of live chit-chat on that website where we actually have a chat box and you can join in with the other listeners of the program, and we talk about a wide range of topics, many of which may, may, may never hear go to the airwaves. But needless to say, we have a lot of fun as well. This show is all about fun. We're all about here to give you uh, information. And that information is based on best sciences and practices of, 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 of the industry and more so how you can have a better yard, garden, and landscape. A little bit about myself as we begin this morning's uh Delightful broadcast of 28-plus years over these very same airwaves. Um, my name is Mark Weber, and that's with two Bs. Um, I'm part of an organization called Mark Weber's Landscaping. You can learn about our arboricultural and horticultural endeavors at WeberLandscaping.com, and Weber is spelled with two Bs again. Uh, I hold two degrees in horticulture from a place you may have heard of before, Cornell Ohio State University, um, and I'm quite proud of that that uh, honor to have graduated and gone to that great place called Ohio State University. I'm also does I've been a certified arborist since the night early 1990s. Um, I became a board certified master arborist around 2013. I'm also tree risk assessment qualified. 
I'm also a certified municipal arborist specialist, a certified uh, utility arborist specialist. I'm also what they call a licensed tree expert designated by the Board of Tree Experts over in New Jersey. Um, and I'm also a certified professional horticulturalist. There's roughly, I think, 75 in the United States and world, and I'm one of the 75. So when you call Garden Talk at 457-1290, we're going to give you information um, that's going to be cutting edge. We're going to give you information that's based on science and best practices. And we're going to give you stuff that you're not going to get probably anywhere else. Um, and I'm proud of that. Um, but what drives Garden Talk, what makes Garden Talk its great show that it's been for so many years is you. It's not me. It's you. So when you call 457-1290, you're going to get me, but you're also going to get that interchange, at that, uh, that discussion about uh, how you got where you got and how we can help you get out of the mess that you're in. <laughs> Um, and I'd love to hear from you, you today. Those Your voices are strong and wonderful here on Garden Talk. And uh, I, I want to hear from you today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. Um, come on in. We'd love to have you part of the program now for the next three hours. And uh, this is going to be an absolutely delightful day here on Garden Talk. Um, weather seems not to be cooperating in a spring-like fashion, but I trust me when I say this, spring is coming. Um, you can feel it in the air. The birds are chirping more than ever, um, and there's a lot to do in the landscape today. We're going to be talking about fruit tree pruning today. We're going to be talking about lawn care basics today. We're going to be talking about a really great vegetable called bok choy, and we're also going to be talking about witch hazels. And we're also going to talk about a topic that uh, you may not have heard of before called um, natural target pruning in trees. And we're also going to talk about not planting certain species of trees in your landscape. And I know this topic is going to be really hard for many people to swallow. <laughs> But I heard some pretty interesting stuff this week. I attended the Ohio Tree Care Conference up in Sandusky, Ohio, and I uh, got to hear some pretty cool talks. And uh, I also won a, uh, an award this week. I was quite taken back by that one. We'll talk a little bit about that one as well. Um, but ladies and gents, um, I know spring is driving many of you crazy. You can't wait for it to stop. So let's start spring up now. And I would love to hear your voices at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, proper pruning and how you should work with qualified professionals at deeming what should be pruned or not out of your tree. And how pruning can have dramatic bad consequences for your trees. Coming up right after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar, we bought this moderately priced radio ad to tell you we're way more than just a shave club. Dollar, that's right. We also make top-shelf shower, oral care, deodorant, cologne, skin care, and more club. Right now, get one of our shave, shower, or oral care starter sets for just 5 bucks. After that, the restock box ships regular-sized products at regular price. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash Dayton today. That's right. That's the name of your city after our web address, dollarshaveclub.com slash Dayton. What's better than getting $100 to switch to Jackson Hewitt? Getting $200 to switch. Say goodbye to your old tax service. Switch to Jackson Hewitt and get $200. You'll get $100 when you file this year, plus another $100 when you file next year. So go to Jackson Hewitt and ask a tax pro for switch and get $200 today. Each year, minimum tax prep fee of $150 applies. Mention this ad and file with us. $100 on a Walmart e-gift or prepaid card. Not valid with any other promotion or discount. Participating locations only. See jacksonhewitt.com. You're invited to spend an evening under the palms at the Beach Ball Bash. We Care Arts invites the community to their annual spring auction fundraiser featuring live entertainment, music, food, and more on March 29th at 6 p.m. Pull out your Hawaiian shirts and make a splash as you help to turn disabilities into 
into possibilities through live and silent art auctions. For more information, go to WeCareArts.org. That's WeCareArts.org. This airtime provided by Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Underwriters include White Allen and Dyer Garofalo Manning Schultz. Tune in to Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan. Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. here on WHIL Radio. Hear Dr. Juan Fernandez from Full Life Chiropractic in Troy as he breaks down the tools needed to help you achieve your state of optimal health naturally. Saturdays beginning at 4. Winter weather can throw an icy wrench into your daily commute. Count on Sergeant Mark Bowron and our team of traffic reporters getting you to and from work safely. Triple Team Traffic lives on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. I'd love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. If you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, I would love to hear your voices. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Quiet to start off this morning, mostly cloudy skies and temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. We'll lift to a high temperature of 43 degrees today. Partly cloudy skies and just a slight chance for a passing flurry. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, 28 degrees for the low. And on Sunday, snow likely, especially once we get into the afternoon hours, anywhere from 1 to 3 inches possible with the highest totals likely found towards the south. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows no precipitation. We're resting at 32 degrees up at the airport, 34 in Springboro, 33 in Wilmington. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290, um, I want to talk a little bit later this morning about this really interesting topic about why we should not be planting any more maple trees. Um, and it has to do with invasive pests. Um, and I think uh, you're going to learn a little bit about it. Stay tuned for this one. Um, this is really interesting stuff. But it also goes to talking about why we should be selecting um, trees and plants that aren't common where we live. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in greater specificity as we get closer to today's broadcast. Let's go to the telephone lines today at 457-1290. Let's go talk to Joseph. He's one of our he's our first caller of the morning. Good morning, Joseph. Morning. Morning, sir. How can we help you? Well, I was just wanting to make a comment for you about uh, might save some people some money, save some people's lives. Just uh, call before you do any digging, 811. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you bring that up, Joseph. Um, do you know how many people in the tree industry die every year? I mean, what's the percentage of deaths and injuries related to electrocutions? A lot. It's about 16%. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting from the standpoint is that um, there's not many injuries associated with electricity. Did you know that? <laughs> because everybody dies, it comes in touch with electricity. Yeah. And, and what else is interesting about that is, is that uh, it's not direct contact. Not, most, va most fatalities related to electricity and working in the greens industry is directly related to indirect contact. Um, and a lot of people don't get this, but trees conduct electricity. <laughs> uh, and I've, it's not a laughing matter. It's serious stuff. And there's a reason why you should never work near electrical conductors. So thanks for the call, Joseph. Hey, no problem. I'm just looking out for somebody and looking out for my business. Yeah, be, everybody be careful out there. Thank yeah, you, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, we would love to be part of your world as well. Um, I got the chance this week to do some really interesting stuff. I was at the Ohio Tree Care Conference up in Sandusky, and I listened to a really interesting talk. Um 
from uh, Dr. John Ball, Ball from University. I think he's from South Dakota, I think, or North. I always get the Dakotas um, mixed up. Um, and Dr. Ball talked a lot about plants, meaning with trees. Um, and he talked a lot about how so many of our problems of um, tree failures, meaning tree deaths, of plants are related to the fact that we keep planting the same things. And what happens is, is that plants within the same orders, and we'll go back to what orders are, Order is way that plants are divided. Um, and plants are divided by what they call the, the, the Linnaeus system. And what Linnaeus means is that, that we classify plants by divisions. And those divisions provide us um, the way that we separate plants out. And there are plants that are interrelated. I'll give you an example. Maple is very related to a group of plants called horse chestnut. Um, and unfortunately, many diseases and pests that come from across the water, across the pond, or from other parts of the world, primarily Asia, um, are directly related to uh, plant pests that can be affected by here, those here in the United States and vice versa. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached a place where here in the United, here, particularly here in Ohio, we have too many maples planted for all intents and purposes. Maples are a very good species of plant but it is a good example of one that uh, if a pest affects one type of maple, it's likely to affect a whole bunch of other groups of plants. So what, what they were suggesting is, is that we that are selecting and choosing plants, that we take the time um, to choose plants that are out of of these orders or these groups of plants that are not so susceptible. One of the examples that they used was hickory as, a, as, a, as, a, as an example of a group of plants that could be utilized more in the landscape. Another one was Kentucky coffee tree and, and others. So I know that uh, we always talk about here in garden, talk about trees, about trees <laughs> And uh, about selecting and choosing and to plant a tree. But realistically, I think it's important that the type of trees that we're planting be ones that are going to be less likely to be affected by the next biggest bug. And one of the issues that we face is our society has formed into a very global market, meaning we move materials from point A to point B on a very much a readily important basis meaning that uh, the goods and services that you enjoy in your home, a lot of them come from places that are far, far away that you probably have not ultimately never been to or will ever go to. And there are very much interesting biological systems, meaning that uh, much of North America in its growing climate and, and species of trees and plants are very similar to those found in Asia versus Europe. Let me give you an example. Um, the mountains in the United States run north and south. Think of the Alleghenies, which run north and south. And the Rocky Mountains, um, for the much, and most of those mountain ranges and sub-mountain ranges all run north and south. Well, the mountain ranges in Asia run the same direction, north and south. Conversely, in Europe, they run perpendicular, meaning there's something called the Alps. So what's interesting about this is that the, the, the populations are different. There's a tremendous difference in, gen, in, in genetics and also in plant species distributions in Europe than there are in North America as well as Asia. So as we keep moving things back and forth across the oceans to each side of the pond, um, there is a very high likelihood that there are going to be other pests that are going to be coming from over there to here, like we've seen with emerald ash borer and what we have seen 
um, with a with an Asian longhorn beetle. Um, and conversely, there's things that come from here that go over there and, and hurt their plants as well. So the bottom line is, is diversity. Um, and that diversity needs to be thought about in, in, in a sense that you don't want to plant much of anything that is alike. And I'm going to work on developing a list here in the next couple of weeks about plants that are outside the list of, so to speak, um, high-targeted species of plants that could be long-term perspective. So um, I think it's important, you know, we've learned our lesson with uh, planting pear trees, that they're not the best thing in the world. I think it's also a place where we should also be thinking about getting rid of not planting so many maple trees um, as well and be looking at other species of trees as well. We talk a little bit more about this as the day um, transpires. Also today, we are going to be uh, going into the garden weekly talking about witch hazels. They are in bloom right now. I actually saw some pretty cool ones yesterday in my roundsabouts that are in bloom. And if you've never seen a witch hazel, we're going to talk a little bit about which, what witch hazels are and how they work in the landscape um, and how they are really a great choice for shady conditions and particularly um, conditions of, of, of high density of shade related to woodland areas. Um, a great woodland plant, a great plant to use in dry areas in the landscape. We're going to talk about witch hazels today. And then next half hour as well, we're going to go into the garden kitchen. And we're going to talk about a vegetable that you probably have, may have heard of before but may have never eaten called bok choy. And we're going to talk about bok choy. It's really good for you. And how it's really easy to grow. It's very tolerant of cold temperatures. And uh, it's a vegetable that's very high in nutrition. It's probably one of the most nutritional, rich vegetables on the planet. And we're going to talk about why you should be growing it in your garden this year. And how you could probably get a year-round crop of it as well. we got a lot to do today. But you know what else we've got to do? We've got to talk to you at 457-1290. That's 457 457- 1290. Give us a call. We'll be happy to talk to you as well. And uh, here in a moment or two, we're going to go into the newsroom with Mr. Adi, who's going to give us an update on the region as well as the world. And of course, we're going to drop into the garden just after this on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. I love hearing about the weather. It keeps me updated accurately. More in-depth and truthful. We heard from you, WHIO listeners, and we are not slowing down as we continue to bring you news that affects you in the Miami Valley. You have told us how important breaking local news, weather, and traffic is to you, and we will continue to provide the latest 24-7. You can trust me, Larry Hanskin, host of Miami Valley's Morning News and the Voice of the Flyers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. I've been here for over 37 years, and I'd like to think I've earned your trust. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 630. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO news update. Our top story we're following this morning. Three people are dead after a crash in Logan County. We've got the latest on that as the investigation continues. Plus, when we could see the next chance for snow. We're tracking the next winter storm moving into the Miami Valley. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic is looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley at this time. We're not seeing any major accidents on those freeways or anything that's going to cause you to slow down if you you have to make your way out from Dayton. And it is our top story in Logan County. This last time they drifted across and just totally into oncoming traffic. That's the voice of Deborah Terp, uh, Terpsta, who was witnessed that three-car crash that left three people dead and two others hurt. She said she was following the van that crossed the center line on State Route 117. The driver and passenger of the Dodge Caravan crashed head-on into a Toyota Tundra. All three people died at the scene. 
a third vehicle ended up hitting the Toyota. WHIO's James Bukley says the man and the woman in the van are family members but have not yet been identified, nor has the driver of the Tundra who was also killed. More on this as it develops. Well, the snowstorm that had expected to hit the Miami Valley near the end of this weekend is likely going to be a little bit weaker than we had originally thought earlier this week. That system is weakening as it moves in. Snow has moved more towards the south. Places Cincinnati and south will likely see two to four inches of snow from this storm. Meteorologist Jesse Mag will tell us how much we can expect, plus a look into how it's going to plan out tomorrow. That's in the exclusive forecast coming up in just a moment. Well, a new report shows less than one million people in Ohio have concealed weapons permits. Over the past five years, county sheriffs have issued nearly 400,000 new licenses and renewed more than 290,000 licenses. Applicants for CCW licenses must be 21 years or older, pass a background check, and complete an eight-hour training course offered by a certified instructor. That's WHIO's John Tisdall with team coverage. And it's, let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast from meteorologist Jesse Mag. Quiet to start off this morning, mostly cloudy skies and temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. We'll lift to a high temperature of 43 degrees today. Partly cloudy skies and just a slight chance for a passing flurry. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, 28 degrees for the low. And on Sunday, snow likely, especially once we get into the afternoon hours, anywhere from 1 to 3 inches possible with the highest totals likely found towards the south. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. A latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley. We've got 25 degrees in Troy, 31 in Springfield, 32 here in Dayton at 633. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. And watching all of this from the sky, let's go back to Mark Bowern and the WHIO Air Scouts. Thanks, Charlie. Not much change since we talked to you last, uh, just a few minutes ago. The uh, fire appears to be burning a little more uh, severe now. Those call letters are something else. Those are those are heritage call letters. When people think of, of radio, they think of WHIO. When I was in school growing up in this community, I mean, everybody listened to WHIO and everybody watched WHIO TV. This has been WHIO as long as I've known it, and I think that because of that, along with the commitment the radio station has made to news, I still teach. And I and I point to the fact that uh, a lot of stations, most stations, news went out the door years ago. This is a station that takes news seriously. 1290 WHIO. When I grew up, I want to be a doctor because that's a really important job. I would hope kids get better and make everything super fun. I'd have a cool waiting room with games, toys, and a huge TV. If your child is sick over and over again, it could be PI, a serious defect of the immune system. Early testing gives children a chance to dream. And I'll give every kid a cherry lollipop because that's the best flavor. Jeffrey Modell Foundation, helping children reach for their dreams. Visit info4pi.org. Now, we are seeing these storms moving a little bit towards the eastern portion of the Miami Valley right now. We own the Miami Valley's only live Doppler radar. That means we know minutes before any other station when a tornado or severe storm is approaching your neighborhood. Technology is great, but add that to our live team of meteorologists and you have the most accurate forecast designed to keep your family safe. Get Storm Center 7 updates around the clock here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Did you know you can get our latest news flash briefing on your smartphone or Android? Just say, OK, Google, and then play WHIO News. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. This is one group of plants that I clearly will tell you you cannot miss if you've got them in your landscape. And many folks don't even know they exist because, um, let's just say, they like cool weather. They love cool weather. Um, Their flowers are small. Their flowers are dainty. But you can't miss them. Their fragrance is heavenly. And there's a reason why many designers and horticulturalists and homeowners alike that get to know them love to put them in high traffic areas in the landscape because they flower when all else appears to be dead. 
and they are witch hazels. Witch hazels are a group of plants that tolerate extremely cold and dry conditions in the garden. They're plants that will flower during the first bursts of warm weather in February and March. And even if a cold spell hits like this forecasted by the meteorologist, their flowers will kind of fold up, hide, hide a little bit till the weather warms up, and then unroll themselves to give color into the landscape. Now, this plant's flower is not the traditional flower. It's a grouping of these little stems, little petal, petals, petals that appear to be like uh, stems but are clustered together to make a flower-like structure. They come in oranges, they come in reds, they come in purplish colors. There's different varieties of which that you can pick and chick, pick and check choose in the landscape. But they have a couple important criterias. They like dry soils. They don't like wet soils. More so they like shade. And most importantly, they are spectacular in your landscape as well as mine. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast there are wide open lines at 457 1290 that'll put you into the master control studios we're here at whio radio what we do here every week is give you the expert analysis on how to have a great yard garden and landscape coming up in about uh, seven minutes or so we are going to take a step into the uh, Garden Talk uh, Garden, and uh, we're going to be speaking about what I like to talk about, which is food. (laughs) And we're going to talk about wonderful, wonderful vegetable called bok choy and how you should probably think about integrating more of it into your food and, and you're growing in the spring of 2019. Without further ado, up on the Horticultural Hotline, we are joined by your friend and my, Mr. Richmond Pearson. Good morning, Mr. Rich and Richard P- P- Pearson. <laughs> had a little trouble with that, didn't you? Good morning, Mark. I haven't had enough coffee yet. <laughs> I'm still waking up. <laughs> yes. So you like the world of witch hazels, eh? I do, and they uh, that just dovetails really nicely with uh, my blog post for this week. And you know, Rich, I, I have to tell you this week, um, I was um, at a great tree conference. I I realized that when I go to conferences, I have a real I have a real addiction to learning. I I I was trying to explain this to my wife last night that it's just like I love to learn and get my mind expanded beyond. The normal, every time I go to a conference, I learn something that I didn't know before and more so makes more sense of what I've done before and what how I can become a better horticulturalist and a better um, arborist. And and this uh, whole thing about maples really made me start to question, you know, the way that we think about plants. Um, and it makes me really think that we need to look at better ways to, we need to be doing more hickories and we need to be doing more Kentucky coffee trees because the reality is, is that, um, there are pests across the pond that are likely to make it here again. Like we've had with Emerald Ashborn and others, um, Mm -hmm. that are going to come and we have to have better tree populations that these little things don't like to eat and uh, and, and we need the diversity and what uh, is sadly what i really like about uh, that topic is that it's what it's doing is taking concepts of ecology that have been around for decades right and applying them to horticultural practice which we should have been doing for so very long now right uh, and uh, you know I had the great fortune of uh, studying for a couple of years with 
the late great Dr. Janice Beatley out of the University of Cincinnati, and she drove us all over, literally all over Ohio, and and really opened my eyes and mind to ecological practice and principles and diversity. You know, the necessity for diversity and that it's a natural uh, process and occurrence, and why and what you're saying about you know the direction of mountain ranges and things. It's yeah. all in there. And that information's been out there, and it's been it's been set aside, and it's part of of being responsible stewards of our planet to understand things like that and to try to emulate it as much as possible. Exactly, exactly. Wow, you got me up on a stump there, man. No, it's good, <laughs> and it, and and it also you know also and then this week I I we did a tree risk assessment on a really really big ash tree, and. Um, which was kind of cool too. And uh, after we did the assessment of the ash tree, I walked around the property with members of the team and, and, and this poor lady, I mean, my God, she had oaks that had been literally uh, lion's tail pruned to the place that I, it reminded me of the whole issue of natural target pruning. And I realized to myself I haven't done a good job communicating about natural target pruning. And we go, what does that mean, Weber? Um, about how pruning is like a dose of medicine. And my God, if you overdose the medicine, you overdose the patient. <laughs> okay. And I have seen so much bad pruning in my lifetime. And particularly, I've seen more of it lately. In Dayton, Ohio, it seems like uh, we've regressed around here. And, you know, folks, pruning is a really important thing to do, but bad pruning, there's no excuse for it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you talk Absolutely. about I'm gonna let I'm gonna talk let you talk about your blog post because I'm I'm not gonna get too crazy on pruning quite yet. Well, we could go on for the next you know for the rest of the program on on exactly this topic, but yes, <laughs> concerning uh, woody plants that flower in early spring. You know, and and uh, my post was everybody probably first thinks about forsythia, which is nice. It does brighten up the spring landscape, and certainly witch hazels are amazing because they're fragrant and they're unexpected and they're very subtle. But there's one that I think is very overlooked and needs more attention, and that is uh, Cornus boss, the Cornelian cherry dogwood. And I have yep. had a long-term love affair with this plant that started when I was, uh, but a wee lad, a, a, the you know, a brand new horticulturist at the Chadwick Arboretum at Ohio State. And we had an amazing specimen there, and I, I just, I learned this plant. I was fascinated by it. It blooms sometimes in mid to late February, depending on the on the winter. Uh, and I have seen a full set of flowers take full coating of ice and single-digit temperatures and just shake it off like nothing happened. Yep. And they're, it's followed by an amazing fruit that uh, looks like a cherry. Birds love it. And I found out early on that it was also great for, you know, my practical joke sense of humor. Um, and I would feed these fruit to my staff whenever I could get them to be foolish enough to trust me. It's extremely tardy. <laughs> Extremely astringent. Exactly, but you know, Rich, it's kind of funny this time of year. These plants, and and, I, and I, we, they're not. How do I say this? They are not plants that are well known because I think the thing is, people are all tied up inside their house, hiding out from winter. And these plants, like Cornelian cherry dogwood and witch hazels, uh, I mean, I've got bulbs starting to poke out of the ground. I saw some. Uh, uh, what was it? Snow. I can't really think of one, one bulb in bloom this week. Heliboruses uh, mm -hmm. are starting to show some beautiful color. Uh, these are plants that are really designed for the late winter slash early spring landscape. And they're plants that uh, aren't used enough, simply not used enough. Absolutely. And, you know, and I was familiar with the species type. And then there is a cultivar that's in common um, production called uh, Golden Glory, which is a more upright form. And I used that heavily at, uh, when I was at Cox in the edible landscape. 
Yep. And then this past summer when I had the, this remarkable opportunity to spend two and a half weeks in Poland, I discovered another dimension to this plant. Here it's only grown for its ornamental value in Europe, particularly uh, Central and Eastern Europe. It's actually so there are cultivars that are selected that are grown in orchards, and that exactly. fruit is is non palatable as it is fresh is used for jams and preserves, and it's also used for this amazing beverage. I don't know if you've ever had this, but it's called in its native land in Poland Dereniowska, which is an amazing cordial. Uh, and it's 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 it, it's just delicious. And as it happens, my brother-in-law had five plants growing behind his house, and he actually makes his own uh, Duranovka every year. And he shared that with with us while we were there, and then sent me home with a bottle of it. So I <laughs> right. <laughs> it's it's just absolutely delicious. And and I'm really fascinated with plants that have an amazing ornamental value as well as some kind of a um, a food value. And I really think this plant ought to be planted a lot more just because it's extraordinary. And again, these are short, these are plants to be perfect actually to put underneath a utility wire. They're short. Mm -hmm. Um, These are plants Mm -hmm. that are, that can tolerate excessive drought. I mean, cornice moss can 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 handle excessive drought to the point of complete full wilt and not lose a leaf, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, require little to no pruning. Uh, make an excellent hedge. Um, if you live in a tight urban center and you need to have um, a screening effect, this is an outstanding plant every way, shape, and form. It produces these beautiful fruits that you can eat. And if you don't eat them, the birds, I guarantee you, will. And by the way, for all the neat freaks, oh, yeah. this is a neat freak tree. It is because it doesn't make a mess. I'm sorry, but it does not make a mess, even though it has fruit. Okay. Oh, my God. It's got fruit. The point being is <laughs> these are. this is a great example of a great plant that should be more planted in Dayton, Ohio. Okay, don't plant any more maples. Plant some Cornelian cherry dogwood, okay? I know I'm going to get a lot of people mad at me on the anti-maple thing now, but it's blatantly apparent to me we plant way too many maples. So, all right, I'll behave. Yeah, folks need to, to, to get out some of those old classic books. I mean, read what Darwin had to say, and then there's this guy named Gleason that did a lot of research in here. And then for though I have two heroes, uh, I have a number of, of, of botanical heroes, but uh, E. Lucy Braun, one of the first female ecologists, uh, who she actually hiked the entire Appalachian Trail and, and cataloged all the plant populations there, read their work. Uh, Clara Weishaupt, read her work. She, they've It's all about diversity and why it's important. And yeah, we need to... <laughs> we need to Right. understand this and look at some opportunities like Corna's Moss to fill those niches that were just otherwise kind of cookie cutter plugging something in. Outstanding. Mr. Rich, I must run because of the constraints of time. And as usually I'm running way behind with everything else, but it's okay. We've got two hours and 15 minutes to continue. So um, I will talk to you really soon. I'm going to put a thing up about this natural target pruning thing up at uh, WeberLandscaping.com. I'm typing away at my my passionate about bad pruning habits. And uh, as always, <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Great. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. You do the same. More Garden Bye. Talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. What is your online tax service getting you? Stop by your local Jackson Hewitt and get all the benefits of a tax pro. With Jackson Hewitt, you get 100% accuracy and our max refund guarantee. Plus, we're open late and on weekends to fit your schedule. So don't settle for an online tax service. Switch to Jackson Hewitt today. 100% accuracy guaranteed or local office will cover penalties and interest. Maximum refund guaranteed or your tax preparation fee back. Only applies to federal refund determined with filed tax returns. Terms and conditions apply. Most offices are independently owned and operated. See jacksonhewitt.com for details. 
If cabin fever has you bouncing off the walls, you've got to be at Indian Lake for the 63rd Annual Indian Lake Boat Show, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Visit Indian Lake Marine, Spend a Day Marine, and Bud's Marine, all within five minutes shopping time for this fabulous boat display. See hundreds of new boats from fishing to pontoons, plus used boats, motors, trailers, and accessories. The spectacular Indian Lake Boat Show, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, Friday and Saturday, 10 to 7, Sunday till 5. Great boats, great fun. See you there. Need to remodel or refinance your home? Open a home equity line of credit with Abbey Credit Union. Interest as low as prime plus 0%. Visit us in Vandalia and Troy or at abbeycu.com. Tune in to Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan. Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. here on WHIL Radio. Hear Dr. Juan Fernandez from Full Life Chiropractic in Troy as he breaks down the tools needed to help you achieve your state of optimal health naturally. Saturdays beginning at 4. When you hear these tones, you know the WHIO Radio Storm Center has been activated. This means important weather updates every 15 minutes or sooner here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Quiet to start off this morning, mostly cloudy skies and temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. We'll lift to a high temperature of 43 degrees today. Partly cloudy skies and just a slight chance for a passing flurry. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, 28 degrees for the low. And on Sunday, snow likely, especially once we get into the afternoon hours, anywhere from 1 to 3 inches possible with the highest totals likely found towards the south. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is absolutely uh, clear of uh, precipitation. We are resting at 32 degrees up at the airport, 34 in Springboro, 34 at my house. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Javon, let's, uh, let's go into the garden kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is an absolutely spectacular vegetable that uh, frankly should be more grown and more eaten than what it currently is, particularly here in, in the great state of Ohio. And it's probably one that you've, may have heard of before, likely you have not, called bok choy. It's B-O-K-C-H-O-Y, and bok choy is a brassica, like it's in the, and it's related to broccoli and cabbage and that stuff. It's actually in the Chinese cabbage group. Um, they do not form heads. They do not form heads, but they do form these mar marvelous uh, blades, green blades, that have kind of a white petiole to them. Um, and they are very winter hardy. In fact, you can sow these, sow this plant in, in here in the next week or two in your garden and get germination. And it's tolerant of cold temperatures. More so, it's one that's a crucifer, which is, means it's in the brassica group, also known in the mustard family. And you can plant these in the fall, like in August and September, and get them established and overwinter them and have fresh greens all winter long. Um, raw Chinese cabbage is about 95% water, 2% carbohydrates, 1% protein, and less than 1% uh, fat. Now, what's interesting, though, is that this plant is per 13 calories when 100 gram serving produce about 20% of your daily average needs of vitamin A, 30% of vitamin C, and uh, vitamin K, 44%. And it also provides folic acid and vit vitamin B, C, and calcium at moderate uh, rates. Chinese cabbage as a whole, is ranked number two as one of the most nutrient-dense vegetables on the planet. In fact, out of 41, two out of 41. And bok choy is easy to grow. Uh, requires a loose soil. Um, you should fertilize it to get it going, but more so plant it so you're about six to ten inches apart. 
and it is delicious to eat. You can cook it in greens. You can do a number of different things with it. It is absolutely delicious. This week's In the Garden Kitchen, bok choy. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now, 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. And let's head to the telephone lines and let's talk to Dominic. Dominic, good morning. Good morning. Morning, sir. How can we help you? I'm I'm just coming from Florida. Oh, good. I caught your radio show. Um, I wish I would have uh, heard your spiel about the the trees (laughs) last year before I planted a maple. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I had some problems with bok choy. My wife is Asian, Uh and I love that plant. It's a oh, it's a delicious plant. Uh-huh. But I had some trouble growing it. I oh. bought six plants and I planted it in loose soil, like you were saying, and it was spread apart, maybe eight to ten inches, and uh, it had this long string that came out of it, like it was, uh, and flowers were coming out of it. Okay. And I thought, well, I thought the the, the bottom of the plant's going to grow the leaves and look like. Uh, the one I see in the store. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I started clipping them. So and I can I can I tell you where things have gone wrong here? <laughs> yeah. When you planted plants, you should plant them by seed. Okay. Okay. Seed is going to be your better choice. Let me explain why. Seed is, is, this is a plant that if it's, if it's allowed, if it grows by seed, it goes through a vegetative stage. And then once it's through the vegetative stage, it goes to the reproductive stage. So in this particular case, um, if by planting plants, it's already gone through the vegetative stage. So save yourself some money, save yourself some time, and purchase... Um, seed and just plant the seed. Okay. And, you, okay. and then you're going to increase your yields and then harvest it when it gets, uh, you know, grows up. And you can start harvesting bok choy from the minute it starts to form normal leaves. I know people that'll eat just the seedlings that come out of the ground because they're so delicious. How soon can I plant it? Um, are you going back to Florida? No, 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 I'll be in Michigan, southern Michigan. Okay, uh, probably by up there by April 1st. Around. Okay, you, know, you know what the remarkable thing that happened? What's that? The plants didn't produce the fruit like I thought it was, the, the leaves. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, maybe a month or so later, or maybe two months later, I start seeing bok choy growing all over the place. Yeah. I mean, up to 100 feet away from... Uh, where I put the plants in. Right. How did that happen? That's by because it reseeded itself. So in the, in the long term, just plant seeds, grow them, harvest them, eat them, and then plant some more seeds. Okay. okay. The whole idea is to turn it over and make it quick because you're talking about a 30 to 40 day crop. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for this first hour of Garden Talk. Do not let your heart go to trouble because there are is a whole other two hours of Garden Talk that lie ahead and we can't wait to hear your voices in the next hour of Garden Talk at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.